Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the TD Green Academy podcast. I'm Kevin Sylvester. That other handsome face you see on there is uh, Jeff Medes, uh, <laughs> up, up front and center. I love it. Well, we're, you know, for those great. who are watching this on our YouTube channel, you know, we got those who are listening, for those watching on the YouTube channel, I mean, they are getting the, the full up and front, but neither is shaved today, so it's all good. Right. No, I did. It's been trimmed, Kev. I just keep it close like this. That's all. <laughs> well, every time I distinguished, uh, every time yeah. I let it go, I start looking like you, a little gray. So oh, I, don't flatter yourself, <laughs> Kev. Come on. Hey, um, we're we're going to talk about club fitting here in a second, but uh, this is the first time that uh, we've had a chance to, to talk about Tiger um, and the accident. I mean, the shocking news. Um, you know, it, I think uh, appropriately everybody was like, "Okay, thank God the guy's alive after seeing the wreck." Um, yeah, you know, I want to get one of those vehicles after seeing uh, how you know he's able to survive that. That's, that was incredible. Um, I heard a comment from one of the police officers stating that if, because of the high technology in his vehicle, it it, it saved him some much more serious injury. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's insane. To have, to have that cabin intact, that was uh, that was incredible. Um, yeah. Well, so. And the interesting thing is going to be, you know, everybody's expecting to come back. If anybody can do it, it is Tiger. Um, but at his age, the extensive injuries and all the work on his leg, Jeff, that right leg, because he's a righty, I, I, I read some, I don't know which pro it was, um, but he said, oh, it's a good thing it's his right leg, not his left leg. If it's his left leg um, where he's putting all that, transferring all that weight to, um, he'd have more difficulty. Knowing what we don't know, right? I mean, there's a lot we don't know, um, even about his back right now. But is there anything to that with it if, you know, it's better off it was the right leg as opposed to the left leg because he's right-handed? I, I would agree with that, yeah. If you're, if you're a right-handed golfer, um, your, your right leg takes much less load, less force, less torque, a lot of things you can get away. You, there's adjustments you can make. There's changes in your backswing you can make. On the, on the follow through, that's where the deceleration comes, you know, going from 120 miles an hour to zero in six, eight feet is tough to do. Um, but I think that's such an injury. It's going to take, I mean, it, it's not, it's, you're not going to, he has to learn to walk first. There's, there's so many steps before he could even get back to competing at that level. And at 46 years of age, we all hope it happened, and if it does, I think it'd be around the senior tour time for Tiger because I can't anticipate him playing very, very soon with that kind of injury. Not that I know that much about it, but but as a right-handed golfer, yeah, it, the the right leg is definitely better for that. And uh, you know, you can get away with a sprained right ankle if you have a sprained left ankle as a right-handed golfer. Good luck; it, it'd be tough to finish your round. I, I um, obviously, we all want him back. Yeah. And if anybody can come back, it will be him. And my guess is he'll work to come back. But he owes golf nothing for sure. He doesn't owe golf to come back. But he probably wants to come back to prove that he can because so many people right now are saying that he can't. Um, and there's so much we don't know. I mean, uh, you know, he's still recovering from a back surgery. And to have that occur um, yeah. is just incredible. And not be able to, you know well, – <laughs> Will he be able to even work out? Right. I mean, that's that's incredible. Right. Well, his legacy is cemented, Kev. Right. Either way. Yeah. He's he, yeah. He. I mean, there's there's eras in golf, and there's the Tiger era is the longest and the best. And uh, I, you know, he's the greatest athlete to ever play the game, and and that's that's not going to change. Let's just hope he can, you know, have fun going forward. You know, it's not, may not be about golf for him going forward. So we'll see. Uh, by the way, 
it was really great to see the tour players that wore red uh, to honor him or put some kind of marking for Sunday spot around at concession. And from that, but I couldn't believe people were criticizing some of these players about not wearing red. And especially when a lot of them have contractual obligations where they have to wear logos on television and it's not like they can make shirts up just like that and get them to these guys. So I, I thought some fans were being unfair to guys like Max Homa and Billy Horschel and, you know, a few others. Yeah, I guess it shows they don't understand the industry. Jeff. You know, they haven't been out there on tour and no, they, when they get, these guys get to the event on, on the, in the week, their shirts and their outfits are in their locker. So are their golf balls. They're, they're wearing what they're told to wear by their sponsors. And for the sponsor to fire up a red shirt, which they may not have in the line and get it overnighted, it may not happen. Um, and and that's just the way that industry works. And and um, so, yeah, you know, they all love Tiger. Everybody respects Tiger. If you don't believe Max Homa, you know, he, his comments after he won were about Tiger. So yeah. um, that, to me, it shows, you know, it shows they don't understand what goes on out there if they're making those comments. Phil had to go buy a shirt at the Champions yeah, Which he did. Event, so. Not every shop's going to have a red one, especially in the winter, right? I mean, <laughs> Kev, you're an expert on golf shirts. There's very few people that know more about golf shirts than you. What would you say? It'd be tough to find one in that in the February months in the golf shops around our country, wouldn't if, it? And, and to find red, like, you know, blue, you know, blue's the most popular. Our friends at Donald Ross Clothing, mm-hmm. Um, you know, most every article clothing has some hint of blue in it because blue is the most popular color. Uh, yep. Red is red is not. Um, you know, neither you know, are black pants. Neither yeah. are black pants. Rory McIlroy, first time he ever wore red and black together, uh, was in that round. So not so easy. All right, not so easy is transitioning to something we want to talk about in the T Green Academy. But those were uh, topics that uh, we want to touch on specifically, Tiger Woods. Um, but the idea of TD Green Academy here is to teach golfers something, and we don't often get enough time to talk on our show, which, by the way, starts on March 6th. This is March 2nd, so our live shows will come back for those uh, uh, listening to this ahead of time. But uh, club fitting, and, you know, we have uh, Woods to Wedge is a great sponsor with us on TD Green from the Dome in Williamsville. Um, Hopefully, you know, if you're out of the area, you have a – company like Woods to Wedges, a fitting studio with TrackMan to go on and get your clubs tuned right. Some people think, ah, it doesn't matter. My clubs are so old. I just new clubs. It's fine. The technology. Jeff, explain as a golf professional why it's so important for the amateur, well, any level, but really the amateur to get fitted for the club that, you know, spending 500 bucks on a driver uh, isn't just a magic bullet. You got to make sure it's tuned. Explain why. Well, everybody's different. Um, Kev, you can imagine, um, you know, and it starts at junior golf, really. Getting the wrong clubs in your junior's hands or beginner women's hands or anybody's hands because every club is different. Everybody swings different. I'm, uh, I'm six foot, 215 pounds. Well, yeah, you know, on the way down a little, Kev. But, um, and I'm going to definitely swing different than a guy who's 5'9", 165 pounds or creates more speed or, or all those things. Um, and the other thing, you know, simple things seem so important. If a club's too heavy, it affects your fundamentals. If a club's too light or the shaft is too soft, it makes the ball curve too much. Um, so there's a million things that make the game easier. And this game's hard enough without having an ill-fitting club. You know, if I've got a club that was designed for a tour player who was 6'3", and I'm 5'4", and I don't get much club head speed, 
it's going to be very difficult for me to hit a club that's that upright, that stiff, and that long. I'll have I'll have almost no success. And and we do it the most to our juniors. You know, we give them cut down clubs and we throw grips on them, and the lie angles and the and the grips don't fit, and the shafts are too stiff. And and things little things make a difference. Like the right shaft flex allows you to hit it more easily. So if I don't create a lot of speed, a little softer shaft will get that ball in the air much easier. Or the right head and shaft combo so say i don't create a lot of speed and i hit it too low i can get a shaft or a head that will help me with that and and one of the most important things that i think people forget about is with their irons is the lie angle the angle the shaft comes into the golf club if it's wrong for you if that heel of that club or that toe of that club is digging first um it does nothing but create off-centered impact bad looking golf shots making golf too difficult so basically it's a difficult game but it's a much easier game if your equipment fits you. Um, think of going skiing with boots that were too small or too big and you had to wear them all day. How miserable that day would be. Well, there, that's a, an apt analogy for getting fit properly for golf clubs. If someone plays without uh, fitted clubs, like if they, if they just go and um, you know, get a whole new set of Callaway, um, mm -hmm. I'm working all our sponsors in here. <laughs> You're good, Kev. You're a professional. <laughs> um, but they just go buy them off the rack. How many um, strokes do you think they're giving away? Oh, that'd be hard to be hard to guess, but they're giving a lot. Um, and, and even if you've done something like that, there's ways to correct it. So if you did buy a set of clubs and didn't get fit, go see a club fitter and you'll hit off a lie board and we can probably bend the shafts or the, uh, the housels a little bit to affect your irons or there's things you can do with the grips and stuff that'll make it better. I mean, there's ways to mitigate if you've made that mistake that'll make you a better player or trade out and get something else. It doesn't mean you yeah. have to buy new, but I'd rather have used and fit than brand new and, and, and don't even fit me closely at all. How would someone know if they are at the, the clubs are the wrong lie? So they're out playing. How would they know? Like, is there, is there an indication, a strike indicator like I know about the tape that the pro would put on uh, when they go do that, but is there something on the golf course that the golfer would notice? Would they be hitting it thinner? Would they be hitting it fatter? What, what sort of things would, would be indicators? So all things being equal, if you got a new set of golf clubs and say the lie angles didn't fit you, well, your divots would be peculiar. You'd have a hard time hitting it in the center of the blade and you may be hitting it left or right of your target. If it's too flat, everything might be starting right. If it's too upright, everything might be starting left as a right-handed golfer. You also may notice a change in trajectory, you know, where the ball isn't coming off or you've lost some distance, or you're having a hard time hitting it in the center of the blade where maybe that wasn't such a problem before. You know, uh, and if you hit it better off the tee where there aren't some of those factors of the turf, that might be a symptom that you have clubs that are not fitting you well. And the professional at your club, you know, we, we talk about going to a studio or a track man studio, but the professional can also, there's some tools at their disposal that they could help. Um, I mentioned tape. Explain what strike tape is. All right, so I just I just went through another one of my fitting classes. We have them annually with the club vendors. So what happens with a golf club is we put tape on the, on the bottom of your golf club and on the club face. I'm talking about an iron here, okay? And what we have you do is hit off a plastic board, put the golf ball in the middle, a little hole there, and you hit shots and you can see A, where the club is striking the ground. So the, it, it's called impact tape. So wherever the impact is, it scuffs and leaves a mark on the tape. So if it's towards the heel or towards the toe, we can bend the hosel to affect that, 
to get it in the center of the blade. If it's towards the heel, that toe wants to flip over, the ball goes left. If it's towards the toe, that heel wants to dig, the ball goes right. Um, and then the impact tape is going to show you whether on the face of the club, it's going to show you whether you're hitting it in the center of the blade towards the toe or the heel. Um, if your lie angles aren't correct, you're going to tend to hit it towards the toe and the heel just because that club face won't stay square through impact. And then you have rotation, which adds curve. There's a million things. We can get super technical about it. It's a real simple fix. Buy the right clubs. Ask someone before you buy it who knows what's going on and get buy clubs that fit you at least relatively close instead of just buying something off the rack. Yeah, as I tell people, if you're, you're gonna, the amount of money you're going to invest in your golf clubs, why not get it fit? I mean, it's, it's, it's a – doesn't make sense. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And most places, uh, you know, like Woods to Wedges, I think they, they credit your fee or they give you a huge discount yep. uh, on the yep. fitting if, if you buy from them. Um, you can take your existing stuff. Plus, this is what you talk, And you learn so much from that fitting. Right. Dad. You learn so much from that fitting. Yes, you, you learn your carry distance. You learn all, the, all these things. You can take your existing clubs, and I, and I think this was a good point that you made. You'd rather have used that fit. So if you bought clubs a couple of years ago, and you know you're just like man i just felt i'd be hitting better spend the money and book a fitting session and go get fit and you may find out it's just a small adjustment there and believe me the fitters and the pros will know how to adjust your club better than you do with that wrench <laughs> it's funny how a half inch difference in a shaft length can make a big difference for you you know and all the little things that make a big difference you know the it, uh, it's tough to be a good player and take a club. I would have a very difficult time playing well with a, a set of clubs off the rack that didn't fit me um, on any golf course. It'd be, it'd be difficult. And if you're trying to introduce someone to the game, you're just making it harder for them and less fun for them. So if you really want them to love the game, spend a little extra time, get them a set that fits, get them something appropriate for what they're doing. And, and they're going to have more fun, and then you'll be able to play with that person for much longer because they won't hate the game then because it'll be a lot easier for them to succeed. All right. Certainly uh, makes sense. Um, the dome, have you been hitting in the domes yet, Jeff? Been a little bit, yeah. I'm starting to get the bug. Starting to get the bug. <laughs> yep, I've got a few lessons going. Yep. I'm ready. I, uh, I haven't yet. I haven't, I've been chipping and putting. Well, because you were in California, you were in Hawaii. Yeah. Well, that's why yeah. I'm, getting, I'm getting the bug there. But uh, you yeah. know, I got. I think I got a little fishing to do before I. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because once once golf gets here, there's not much fishing, is it? Kevin? It's all. That golf. is correct. That is correct. Yes. Like, yeah. um, you know, I, I give a month of fishing here, and then we'll get into golf. And golf will always win. Golf always right. wins. Uh, when I say there. All right. Hey, March six is our our first show. You're listening to this after March 6th. We're on every Saturday, 7 to 8 a.m. on WGR 550 a.m. Go check out past episodes uh, on our TD Green uh, podcast page. And for Jeff Metis, I'm Kevin Sylvester. Thanks for listening to the TD Green Academy podcast.